Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 37-year-old from Cardiff, Wales, a staple of the Cardiff Satans, and a legend of the Cardiff Devils and Nottingham Panthers. He just played his thousandth game, and during that time, has won more trophies than any other hockey player in the UK ever with seven Challenge Cups, seven playoff championships, three league titles, one Grand Slam, and he also has over 100 caps for Team GB and has been part of a Team GB since 2001. So that's uh, 20 years and counting, folks. And during that time, has collected two bronze, four silvers, and three gold medals. And he is still putting his butt cheeks right in the face of every goalie in the EIHL Welcome to the shed, Matthew Myers. <laughs> Wally, what's up? How are you, buddy? It's been a long yeah. time. It has been. That was quite the introduction. Well, you did it. <laughs> yeah. I just I just read it out, man. So congratulations. You just got to a thousand games. That's a lot of games, man. It's a lot of games. Yeah, I know. I didn't even uh, realize until like this time last week, one of the guys in Nottingham, a friend of mine, texted me and said... Uh, do you know how many games you're on? I was like, well, I don't, but I'm guessing you do because you just asked me that question. He's like, yeah, you're on, I think it was 198 at the time. Uh, sorry, 998 at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, Jesus, I'll make a 1,000 games this weekend. And yeah, I did, yeah, so it's, it's cool. So what do you think the secret is? Do you think it's those stinky fish you eat before practice? Yeah, do you know what? I, I've, I've scrapped that from the diet. I, I ate so much there in Cardiff after uh, them few years. I uh, What was it? The mackerel? Help. It did help. The mackerel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you have it no, on I, crackers I, or what? You weren't no, you just, you were straight I up. I just ate straight out of the tin. Um, when I was in Nottingham, we got onto this uh, crazy diet with a trainer we had here. And he was always like, eat every two hours, blah, blah, blah. You need, you need this much protein, this much fats and what have you. And especially like in the summers when I'm working on building sites, it was really difficult to get like seven meals in a day. He wanted seven meals a day. And I'm like, Jesus, this is, this is tough going. I needed to find like really quick, easy ways to get fat protein and all these different things in and mackerel just, you know, fit. It was easy. Perfect. Yeah, it was easy. Fitted a perfect 10 o'clock snack. And I, re I really enjoy fish. I really enjoy the mackerel. Um, but I ate so much of it over the period of maybe <laughs> five or six years. Now I don't eat it uh, at all. Yeah, we we made you uh, leave the locker room. And it's not like the BBT locker room smelled good anyways. But we still no, made you leave, eh? <laughs> I was just trying to enhance the smell in the locker room, tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, it was... I It didn't look appetizing to me. But... No, and it was, again, it was delicious. If, is that right? 
<clears throat> Weren't the heads still on them? No, 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 no. I thought they looked like Rick- a little minnow. No, I, that was uh, maybe sardines. They they come in a, in a can with the little heads on, maybe. But uh, even Richie was in on the the mackerel train at uh, one stage. And that's and why you two are still playing. <laughs> and the egg train, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diet. Mm-hmm. I always knew I was missing something. <laughs> Lord Lordo tried his hardest to get me on a diet like that. He sent me Richie's and said, "You got to be more like this." And I'm, I tried. I did try. Oh, it's very difficult to be more like Richie, though. It is. I, I'm not. That guy's, that guy's insane. I'm not the perfect human. I know that. <laughs> no, no. Richie is, though. You're right. Um, yeah. Okay. How I get into this is how we know each other. Other than your thousands game, that's wild. Congratulations. So is it like the NHL? Do you get, like, really fancy, uh, big, like, presents from your teammates that, like, cost thousands of dollars? Or did they, like, buy you beer after? No, uh, the boys got me some nice wine, uh, which is really cool. Um, actually, on Saturday night, we played in Dundee, and they did a really nice presentation prior to the game and give me a limited edition bottle of whiskey, uh, you know, from Scotland. And they uh, actually, I've got the uh, little cup here. They got me this. This is a silver uh, cup traditional to the area. Of um, Scotland. It's, it's a, it's a dr- drinking cup, you know. To drink but, the whiskey out of? Um, I would guess just, you know, it's something fancy. You're not just putting uh, Coke in there. You know, we're not Hotham here putting Coke in here. <laughs> yeah. But um, but if you look inside, I don't know if you can see this. And when you put it out, I don't know if people will be able to see it. They got. It I can read it. It's, it. It engraved and says Matthew Myers something or other in the middle of it. Eh? Yeah, this is uh, recognition of your thousandth game, Matthew Myers, Dundee Stars versus the Nottingham Panthers, 4th of December, 2021, which is really cool. That that's is awesome. And you yeah. get to keep that forever. No, that's, uh, well, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, they just presented me with that. And then the next night in, in Fife as well, they, they gave me a bottle of whiskey, uh, as well. So that was uh, really nice of, uh, the teams up there in Scotland to do that. No, that's really cool. It's all, yeah, it's yeah, like you're cool. on your thousandth game, like tour around the UK. But like, that's why I think so many players love playing there is like all the teams, as much as they have um, their rivalries and hatreds, they actually are like one big hockey family in that on that island, aren't they? And that's the way it should be, to be honest, with, um, you know, hockey in North America, too. Like I said um, in an interview I did in Dundee, I think it was, I said, obviously, Dundee fans support Dundee, Nottingham fans support Nottingham, Cardiff fans support Cardiff. But at the end of the day, they're all there just to enjoy hockey, right? Um, so if that's what they're doing, then that's great. And, you know, like you've seen from finals weekend, um, you know, you have the fans from the 8, 10, 12 teams around the league. They come and they party together. They watch some hockey and they enjoy a really enjoyable week- weekend, you know? So, yeah, I, and that's, I, what, that's, what it, that's what it's about. Of course, it's about winning. Um, as well um but it's about fun and entertainment and you enjoying know, your like when you're when you're paying money to go watch a game you should have some fun while you're in the arena right like exactly, it's supposed to yeah. be your entertainment but speaking of that actually as i got quite the pod lined up for the early early sunday boarding this weekend is i'm doing one with the fans i got a manchester fan a Sheffield fan, and I got two Devils fans, my creepy stalker neighbor and um, Baz. And who? Big Baz. From Cardiff? Yeah. Yeah? 
Yeah, we're going to do um, a pod with the fans on Sunday. So, because, yeah, you know, be I, I've, I've been to playoffs weekend. I know they're all a big family. They all hate each other, but they all love each other. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay. The other part of how we know each other, though, the main reason is uh, I would say my first year in Cardiff, I had a tough start. Knee wasn't doing well. I wasn't playing good. Uh, but then they put me with you around like I'd say a month or two in and it changed my whole season and we ran amok the rest of that year. Do you remember that? I do. I do. But I think I got injured later that season. Well, I remember that's when it turned around was they put me with you and you were the guy I needed. You would skate down the middle of the ice, give it to me early and you would skate right to the net, push the D back. And then I could cut to the middle and do whatever I darn well pleased. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's still what I'm trying to do. Um, oh, know, I know you're not going to change taught, what taught, you do. Taught, yeah. That's the way I was taught to play. And uh, it, it's really simple, but it actually works. You know, it's so effective. And to be honest, I've said this numerous times on here as I didn't realize how important you were to my line and my success in Cardiff until the first, the next season, when you aren't resigned and we start the season, I end up hurting my knee after like 10 to 12 games or whatever it was. But in those 10 to 12 games, I knew I was not going to be as successful because you weren't there because we did not have somebody that wanted to be in front of the net that was willing to battle through everything that when I would roll up on the half wall, and when you were on my power play, I could just take a wrister and the goalie wouldn't see it or it'd be a problem because you're there banging away. And then we didn't have a guy that really wanted to be in front of the goalie. And I could see within those 12 games that my power play was not going to be the same. So I yeah, missed you, no, big guy. Yeah, cheers, mate. It, it, it's, it's funny. It is, it is such a small thing like being in front of the net. Um, in fairness, in Nottingham at the moment, we're having a few problems with uh, putting the puck in the net. And a lot of it's to do with net front traffic, right? The, the goalies are too good. The D-men are too good these days to, you know, they see a wrister from the half wall, from the blue line. That's not going to go in, in, in the net, you know. You need you need net front traffic. And you know what? I love I love engaging the demons in a battle there. And uh, it's really good. It's really good fun. It, you know, it take, you take a bit of a whack, but... Uh, you that's know, fun I, though, right? You get into yeah, it. Yeah, it's not the, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's great. I think it was Chris Frank that was on here. Somebody came on and was talking about you in front of the net and just how annoyed you were. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, Frank Frank when he was playing in I think Cardiff, he got me proper good uh in front of the net. <laughs> and After he would. the whistle, cross check straight to the teeth. I think I might have been on the ice with you then, and I think that's when someone's he sloop suplexed no, me. No, 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 no. He he was in Cardiff. Oh, he was playing for Cardiff. Yeah, he, he was playing for Cardiff. I think he was. Yeah, I think he went to uh, Glasgow then as well. Maybe. Okay. Well, yeah. I always appreciate it because when I because I was a power play guy, and you know, I get a little bossy with the other guys, but you always knew exactly what you needed to do. You were always right for the net, and like when you're a guy like me. When you roll up and you see the goalie is looking at you, well, what's the point of shooting? <laughs> like, really, if the goalie no, can no see point. you shooting, like he's just going to catch it. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. It's true. It is true. But, and your power yeah. plays are as how good the guy is in front of the net. And then there's the rest of it. But you got to have the guy in front of the net. Right? Yeah, it's a really key part. You watch the NHL. You know, the most lots, well, tons of their goals come from guys in front of the net and banging in rebounds, you know, some way or another. So, yeah, it's, it's a part of my game that I um, that I take pride on. I work on the, the tips in practice and, uh, 
you know, doing those things and attacking the net where I can. And, uh, and like you said, that mid lane drive. And so yeah. you're a bit greasy on the ice, but um, while I was in Cardiff or Wales, <clears throat> you were ranked number 23 as a fashion icon in Wales. Um, and I guess I'm a very well-dressed guy too, right? So yeah, we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, I wouldn't say it was a ranking. It was just a, a number, but that was a weird situation. My wife's friend uh, was running this edition of um, uh, fashion clothes magazine, and she needed she- more Welsh welsh um people to be in it i think it was so she asked nairi if i could uh if i would uh if i would do it so yeah um you know i went it was quite crazy actually there was like a really it was a really i forget his name now the the photographer or the fashion designer whatever he was but he was really well known and there was some like semi-professional professional um models there and then me (laughs) (laughs) well i pulled it up today to get a picture of you because i remember it because well you remember my suit when i played for the devils right (laughs) oh i certainly do (laughs) yeah folks i wore the same one to every single game didn't get it dry cleaned once (laughs) the boys loved it he wore it to every single game since he got drafted in junior (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was the first suit i bought to go to an nhl camp and i (laughs) I never had to buy another one because then I went to Germany and you don't wear suits to games. So why am I going to invest in one? Right? No, I agree. And I agree. it's, it's hit every wedding since too. <laughs> no, it hasn't. I don't Come have it. Well, now weddings, you don't really wear jackets, right? You can just no, wear, no, you can wear a collared shirt down. around here or yeah. like, geez, there's even people wearing shorts nowadays in Bruce County where I'm living now at weddings, but no, seriously, uh, it's, uh, it's got a lot of ice time, but it, yeah, you know it what? It, like a, it's it still looks brand new. That's what they say, bang for your buck, eh, Wally? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and that's why we're both fashion icons in Wales because when we'd go to the games, absolutely, we'd look like that, right? Your old man was a well dressed man too, eh? Is that where you got it from? Yeah, he, he liked to put a scarf on now and again and uh, dress up for the big blue tent, which was weird. You need to be wearing a bloody snowsuit in there. Yeah, the scarf is a, it's a British thing, eh? We don't do that over here unless it's really, really cold. You're doing no. it for fashion. Yeah, fashion, yeah. We don't do it for fashion, no. We do it because it's actually really, really, really cold. <laughs> well, it is really cold. What's the, what's it, uh, what's the temp like at the moment? I don't know. There's a lot of, a bit of snow today. Yeah, we thought yeah. it was six inches today. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. That's a ton of snow, actually. Yeah, I just got to shovel off the patio here at the shed. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on, though. Other than that, another reason we know each other about the pod here is I've had um, uh, the other captain of the Great Britain ice hockey team, um, Jono, episode 71. And that fella, I was sitting in my sauna about 6 a.m. one morning, and I'm watching you guys play. And I'm like, holy shit, Mizey's the captain now. I'm like, why is he wearing the C? Where's Jono? And then I saw him out there and I'm like, I am so confused. And then I find out he is just a great dude, isn't he? He is really is a good dude. Yeah, he is a good dude. But yeah, what a play that was for him to dish the C to me um, for that for that game. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. Probably, what? yeah, it was one of the coolest uh, things that somebody could do for another person in the in the dressing room. 
No, that's, I could just picture it, him coming over and giving you the C for your 100th cap or whatever. And I think it's cool that you guys are in the top division and I can watch it on TSN now at home. Right. And I got to watch that eh? game. Yeah. Bounces out there making big saves and you're wearing the C cruising around, running into goalies. It's awesome. Yeah, no, mate, it's amazing playing at that level. Uh, You know, you're walking around the hotel, you're watching this guy wheel around, that guy wheel around, next thing you know. You're out on the ice with them, you know. Then you then you finish the tournament. You come home. You you turn on the highlights next season, and and there's you know, 40, 50 guys you played against just a couple of months ago. You know, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, no, I was I was always looking for my first cap with Canada, but they never called me. <laughs> no, uh, but no, I love watching you guys play and like the Brits we had in Cardiff. Like what a group of guys I have written down here. Like Pigsy, Bouncy, Jonesy, Willsy, Batchy, and Richie. Right? Am I missing anybody? Yeah. Um, but like, no, I don't think so. Like what a group of guys and like the way everybody got along and like, and it starts with your Brits, right? Like great times. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously typically those guys have been there, you know, often the longest periods and they know each other. They know the city, they can help people settle in and what have you. And, And like you said, we just had a really nice group of British guys on the team and you know we're all still in touch today I would say I'm not as in touch with Wilsey as um, I, I am with maybe the other guys but he's out out to hockey a little bit now and he's you know he, pursuing he's a really fantastic, doing it yeah yeah pursuing a fantastic career in uh, photography so you know that's class of him but don't get me wrong I still um, you know see a message from him or shoot him a message on Instagram every now and again but uh, the rest of the boys I'm in touch with all the time yeah yeah, no, it's that was a great group. And uh yeah, everybody was like it was my first year in the UK with those guys, and everybody just has a helping hand, right? Like Pigsy helped me with tons of crap, but everybody did. And it, that's where the team starts, right? Is when you show up and how you're treated right from the get-go from the Brits. And um, my new idea, just thought of this when I was having you on. Research team was hot, and I was like, you know what? I don't have time for his EIHL career and his Great Britain career. So new idea. We'll have a group great bit Britain one on, right? We'll get like five E on together. Yeah, that's a good idea. Go through the last couple tournaments, eh? Yeah, and no, that'll be sick because they were they were some sick tournaments. Yeah, and then you guys will remember more stuff when you get chatting, and I'll just sit here and listen. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be buzzing once we get going with some stories. Oh yeah. So let's do that before the World Championships this year, okay? Yeah, we should do it before the World Championships. Well, we could maybe. If we're smart about it, we could arrange it while we're at training camp with the national team. And now we're right talking. Before. And that's why yeah. you talk this stuff out, folks. <laughs> okay. Next question. Where and what are you doing now? You are now a Nottingham Panther again, eh? Number eight is yeah, still, I... though. Pardon? Number eight still, though. Still number eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm back in Nottingham. I, I didn't have a job this year. You know, I couldn't. Um, I found out I on could... the pod. <laughs> yeah. Evan Mosey told me at the end of his episode, I still remember that really confused yeah, me. I, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was struggling to get a job. Cardiff, um, you know, wanted to go a different direction. I basically messaged almost every other team in the league and they all said no. Um, and I was like, geez, uh, this might be, um, you know, the last um, COVID hurrah for me. Um, and then, I had a few things lined up in Europe and I spoke to Doucette in Nottingham and said, can I just come for training camp? Because if I sign one of these deals in Europe, I need to be on the ice a little bit, 
you know, yeah. instead of out of the world championships in May and then not not maybe not skate until September, October, or whatever it was. Yeah. And do said, yeah, fine, comfort training camp. We'd love to have you, blah, 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 blah. And then a couple week or so went by. He said, actually, I need to speak to you. I was like, okay, why? He's like, oh, I, I actually want to sign you. Um, I can't find any more um, imports that I want to sign. And uh, I have a roster spot available. So I want to, I want to sign you. So I was like, spoke to Nairi and we were like, yeah, sure. Well, why would I not? This is a place I played and loved, you know, for 10 years or more. Well, they'll um, retire your jersey whenever you stop playing. <laughs> there may not <laughs> be a number eight on either team. Just saying. Sorry? There might not be a number eight on either team you played for. Just saying. But I know you can't what? say that, but I can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's really cool. And uh, Deuce was episode 48, folks. And the other guy from that team that's been on is Jeremy Welsh, who was number 38, and set me up with my beer sponsor, Bayfield Brewing Company. So thank you, Jeremy. What, what a guy Welsh he is, eh? Yeah, he's into art, eh? Have you seen him paint anything yet this year? Oh, he's he's painted his apartment. He's uh, really? been doing some. He's been doing some antiquing. He's, <laughs> uh, he's, he's due to buy a nice big canvas, which we're going to... We do. We come around. I've got a um, a house in in the city center with a with a garden, a front garden, which is like literally. You get right a down. house in the city center. Yeah, with this right. I guess downtown. that's what you get when you play a thousand games, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we often have on a Monday day off. We have people around, and we do some DIY and what have you, and have some beers, have some pizza, and it's really good. Uh, really good fun but while she wants to bring like a canvas round and get some paint going and then you <laughs> stick it up on the stick it up on the wall there in his apartment so oh that's yeah he had one when i did it with him he was in germany he hadn't even they hadn't announced he was going to nottingham when i had him on but uh good dude i had did, it's did, a small did, did you world play with him no i did skated with him? him he's from around where i live now and i just i had moved here and when i was skating before i went to cardiff i skated yeah. with him in the summers he was like borderline nhl ahl at that point though yeah yeah he played a few years in the nhl right yeah he had some games yeah man he's a good player but okay yeah uh my other questions for where and what are you doing now so that nairi she's back in cardiff still no she's up here with me she's uh, actually she's teaching right now up in the office so um she's uh, her business is all online now so her tutoring business is all online shout Um, out what's it called again i think i know it but i can't think of it right now the academic coach academic Is coach that, folks she just sponsored yeah, the, the episode coach. the academic coach for all your tutoring needs yeah so she's she's done really well i mean when covid hit it shut down the actual in-person office like it did for everybody and quickly she had to change her business model and she brought it all online which now of course is a massive benefit because when we were looking at maybe having to go to europe or actually just come into nottingham um there was no problem for her it was easy she she would do exactly what she's doing here uh, for her business as she would in Cardiff. So it was a yeah. piece of cake for her to oh, come. That's come awesome. That's awesome that you guys can still be together. That's not the way it was pre-COVID, right? She would have been back in Cardiff and you would have been there. Well, uh, that's it, yeah. But the other thing, now that we're talking about this and, you know, coming up with ideas through COVID and everything, obviously I thought of this and where it's at now, pretty crazy stuff. But we have a website www.aleshockeytales.com and why i'm bringing that up is because i've mentioned it the last few episodes is episode 34 garrett mears my good buddy around here his wife was in an accident and we are raffling off my last cardiff devils game worn jersey that was in my closet 
as well as a Steven Dixon game worn jersey for the Devils and folks, a signed full team Gratz 99ers jersey. And I know there's some Joey Martin fans out there that would love to sleep in a jersey with his signature on it. And um, we'll even get Deese to sign it, but that may people may not want that, but we'll still get it happen. But seriously, go to my website, aleshockeytails.com and buy tickets to help my friends. They're two pounds a ticket. And uh, there's only about a week and a bit left of the raffle, and then we'll get them sent out to the winners. So that's how I'm helping my friends with my COVID idea. Nice. Yes. Great. So yeah, all the money raised will all go to them. So there you go. Last question of where and what are you doing now though, is you and pigs were two of the guys that I played with in my pro career that I feel started changing me and my mentality of what hockey players could be. You guys worked full-time jobs as well as were pro hockey players. And when I got to Cardiff, I just couldn't even fathom that. And then I started going to school and being a hockey player. And I'm like, huh, you really can do both. <laughs> but I yeah, learned it from you. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's something that more guys should do, especially as they come down. You know, if you're American League, NHL, those type of things, young maybe in the coast and you're trying to work your way up, fine, fair enough. Or like if you're a junior in Sweden, Switzerland, and you're trying to work your way up, that's fine. Like, in fairness, I kind of wish I put more time into practice and myself and getting better at my skills when I was a kid instead of just enjoying partying, you know, when I was 18 and drinking beers and what have you. Well, three, you got to do everything. Yeah, I mean, that was great. But with hindsight, I wish I could have done a bit of the, the boozing and a bit more of the skill work and help my game progress. But, you know, then from going to university when I was younger and brought me into my career where I am now. And um, I tell you the truth, I couldn't I couldn't play just professional hockey. I would be so bored. You know, you finish practice today. We are finished at 1130, 1137, actually. And what the hell are you going to do with the rest of your day for 11.37? So like, like when we were trying to arrange this meeting, I you know, said, let's do it 4.30, 4.45. My day is finished with work then. I, I finished practice. I had a massage, got my stuff together in the rink, came home. I worked the afternoon till normally I'll probably work till 5.30, 6 o'clock, something like that, when Nairi finishes tutoring. And then it's still 6 o'clock. We're on with the rest of our evening. We walk into town, we grab a coffee, grab a beer, go for some, you know, nice food or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can definitely do both. And if you're, you know, a guy who's maybe played hockey or any sports without some sort of form of backup, you should look into some sort of online education like you did the masters or get in a job like I did, you know? Well, yeah, I think, well, yeah. Once you're on this side of the fence that I am, you realize what you should have done maybe, but like there's so many guys that they go over to Europe and yeah, you're done work at noon and you're bored. And you're like, what do I do? You get into napping, you get into Netflix, you get into laying around, you maybe walk around, have a couple beers, but like you could be so much more productive. Like now that I've started this man, even my shits are productive. Right. Cause that's when I can do my Instagram stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you got to make your time work for you. Cause like for me, 100%. I'm, I'm coaching the kids. I got a full-time job and I got to slip these in when I can, because it helps my mental health and I love it. And, uh, I can help my friends. So, you know, yeah, no, I'm going to fit. Like 
And that year in Cardiff changed me though, doing in the masters and playing hockey before that I was a lazy dude and it was seeing you, it was seeing pigs and then doing it myself. And that, and then you have kids, right. And you never really get to sit down and it changes. Yeah, no, 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 it does. This, this year, uh, you know, obviously I'm working up here in Nottingham. I can continue to do my run my part of my business from here too, because I was signed, signed kind of like the office manager anyway. So everything that I was doing in Cardiff, I was just doing on the computer. So in Cardiff, I'd finish practice, do the same thing, whiz home and do my work. So it's same up here. Uh, but now we've got, um, we've got why don't like we shout French out your company? Dudes. Let's shout out the company. Where, who do you work yeah. for? What are you doing? <laughs> I work for my dad, MRM and sons, uh, building company. Yeah. But anyway, we, no, 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 enough of that. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we we uh, we have like five or six French guys up here, and two my my both stallmates were French speaking in Nottingham this year. So I'm now learning French as well, which is awesome. So ah, Deuce of, is bringing in French guys, eh? Yeah, yeah. Instead of sitting there scrolling through bloody Facebook and Instagram, you know, I'm now doing Duolingo and learning a new language, and it's uh, it's it's cool. It's just like again being a bit more productive with uh, some of my free time that I have, you know. Yeah. And, uh, pigs was one of the guys that taught me that he says people get stuck in doing things that don't move them forward. Right. Yeah. He's, he's a smart cookie himself, but okay. Now let's get into this. Cause we're running out of time. Okay. Growing up in Cardiff and how do you get into ice hockey? Well, uh, right from the start, I'll wish through it quickly, you know, from a very young age, my uncle, who's only eight years uh, older than me, I was closest in age to him, to all of his siblings. So we hung out as kids like brothers and he loved playing roller hockey out the street. So he would get me in the roller hockey when I was, you know, a kid, maybe three, four years old, something like that. Then hockey came to Cardiff. My parents took me to hockey. They loved it. I loved it. My brother loved it. We both started playing, Joseph and I. He was in nets and actually kind of perfect uh, yeah. setup. He was in nets, so at home he could play nets. And I Is he younger than him. you or yeah, older? Yeah, two years younger. younger. Two years younger. Yeah, two years younger. Um, so you're just firing at him, man. <laughs> you, yeah, made him yeah. you made him be a goalie, did you? You just yeah, started Yeah, exactly. Shooting. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we used to both make my sister Paige be the goalie, and she's eight years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I could actually picture is you tell Paige to go up to the blue light, and then you just go run the goalie, put your ass <laughs> in his face. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So from there, then we just we we were playing down the the, the rink in Cardiff. Um, loved it. We're in junior development team. Oh, sorry, the junior um, junior system, I should say, and then. You know, without thinking, it just went on year, 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 year. Never really, you know, like I never you don't really, really have goals. Was... You just do it because you enjoy it. Yeah, 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 exa exactly. And the next thing you know, the team went bust. They needed younger guys, or oh, I say younger. They needed local guys who were inexpensive. They couldn't bring over loads of imports. They couldn't bring in um, experienced British guys from elsewhere. I was obviously right on the doorstep, and I I started playing for the Devils team. Can I back can, then. I, can I... I bring that up that season? research team yeah. found this one my goodness yeah. okay here we yeah. go rookie season i'd say the highlight is that it looks like deese was on your team is that yeah. true is that yeah. true david owen yeah. deese was on your david hockey owen. team yeah. professional yeah. hockey team not as yeah. the equipment yeah. manager playing games folks playing yeah. games okay he'll be on the pod next week with dixon and marty we're gonna get tickets sold for this raffle whether you folks like it or not Okay, they're all coming on together, all the people who are on those jerseys. Here we go. 
starting goalie that season for the Cardiff Devils. <clears throat> Goals against average, 7.68. That is almost averaging eight goals against a game. That season, you had seven goalies. The lowest goals against, 4.63 goals against. So there was a guy with 25 goals against a game, I think. He only played one, but that must have been a tough year. Trying, maybe, you could call it. It was crazy. But for me, I was 16 years old. It didn't matter to me. I was just enjoying playing, playing for the Devils. It was. Were you, you getting know, ice was, time at 16? Yeah, I, I, I scored. I, I'm sure somebody out there will put me wrong on this, but I'm pretty certain I scored the first game of the season we played. I'm sure it was Peterborough. And we were getting pumped 7 nothing, And I scored the only goal of that game for us. Or one of our only goals of that game for us. I was 16 years old. I can remember I was with Phil. We were on a line, me, Phil, and somebody, Phil Hill. Yeah. I stepped across the blue line, shot it from, you know, top of the circles and went top cheddar. And I celebrated, you know, we're 7 nothing down two periods in. I celebrated like we just won. And the guys got mad at you? Cup. Did the guys no, get I was, Because you're 16 and you scored a yeah, pro goal. Is that the youngest old, ever? Yeah. Are you the youngest I, guy to score in the league? I don't think so. I think somebody like V or Kirky might be uh, might be might have that pretty record, young, but, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's young. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a tough season. There was a few tough seasons, but it was ultimately it was what gave me the opportunity to play. And without those years, you know, I probably wouldn't be playing now because my real my real ambition was to play rugby professionally. And uh, if I didn't kind of just get sort of pushed into playing for the Devils because they didn't have the money, I probably wouldn't be playing. It, were you that good at rugby? Um, I was really good as a kid. But then as we got a bit older to the 15 years old age, I, you know, people start to catch up in size and stuff. And ultimately, I, I wasn't good enough to play professional rugby. Um, right. But that was more of a drive of mine than it was to play professional hockey for sure. Yeah, it was a real passion. That's the Welsh sport, right? That's like when you're in Canada, you want to be a hockey player, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I understand. Okay. Um, But then after that season, um, Stevie Lyle joins the team. Looks like you got a goaltender and the team starts getting better, eh? Because he had like decent stats. So your team gets better after that rookie year. It's not that bad anymore. No, no, no. I think think we had... You know, that first year, we I bet you we had probably 40 players on the roster, maybe more over yeah, the course of the year. Yeah. With guys coming in with guys coming in and out. And you know, yeah, the team the team started to get better. As the team started to get better, I probably started to play less minutes. And that's where I kind of got shoved into uh, a role. It was again with hindsight, it's easy to say with hindsight, but I was as a junior hockey player playing in the junior leagues in Cardiff or Britain I was very good I had good skills I could do power play stuff you know yeah um all those things then I jumped as a 16 year old to pro to pro where of course I'm not going to be on the half wall running the power play right and then you don't yeah Um, you don't learn it like you got to play it to learn it right and exactly so it would have been better for me if there was an intermediate step where I could have gone and played and um 
Yeah. Uh, you know, learned how to play the power play as a young guy. And then I could have came up a level and I came up another level. And, but it no, didn't. And, and, and that's, kind the, of- that's the first thing that I thought of when you said you went to pro at 16 was Batchy went from like us junior something to right to the devils. And like you guys jump right in there and like you guys improve at such a drastic rate where us North Americans, the level we're playing at where you guys are at, where you start pro, we then have like college hockey for four years. We then have all these other steps, right? Like we got junior B till you're 18 and then you go to NCAA and there's just a lot more time to develop before we ever get to the EIHL, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And essentially that kind of harmed my development over the years because it, 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 you know, and, and I get it like a 16 year old guy playing professional hockey isn't going to be on the top line, isn't going to be on the power play, isn't going to be killing penalties. So you play for, you know, three, four, five years as a 16-year-old on the third line, a handful of minutes a night, you know, chipping it and chasing it and not developing the skills that really would have been, you know, well, not developing the skills further that I had as a junior player, basically. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, Okay, so then... It switches from the BNL to the EIHL after those two years, right? So what's the difference? Basically, actually, the BNL was a really good league because I think when the BNL was around, you had the equivalent of the EIHL, which was the Super League. The Super League was um, kind of like now, but slightly less or slightly more, sorry. It was heavily dominated with imports, and there was maybe a handful of British players playing in the Super League. So the BNL was the level down where it was something like eight or ten imports, and the rest made up of British players, which meant that there was a good quality hockey. And um, but the British players, play, right? But the Super League uh, or whatever it was, it wasn't the British guys aren't really getting a sniff there unless no, you're the no, top no, no. end. Exactly. And anyway, they that, that league eventually folded. Um, uh, the BNL, I think stuck around, but then they created the elite league, um, which was not as, I would say, obviously not as good quality as the super league, but it was still reasonably good hockey. And then you had the BNL, then you had the EPL. So we had a three tier system here before, and it was quite good because what would help happen is you could develop some people through these three levels to get to the top level. But now, as you know, you've got the elite league and then you got the um nihl or the epl the same sort of thing and it's too and big gap, of a gap yeah too big too big and and there's nobody at that level uh, i shouldn't say nobody that's not fair um you know th- this it's just too big of a gap let's yeah. say that yeah and i understand um you, you need to have at least maybe a few imports in that league just to bring up the level right and something like that maybe but yeah. anyways speaking of they your have, junior career Hey, speaking of, your, speaking of your junior career or like when you were playing juniors, when you were the second year in Cardiff, you played under 20 and it says you got 17 points in five games in the world yeah, juniors. That- so you're dusting off the half wall then, or what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably was. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Hey, eh? where, where does yeah. that happen? 17 points in five games. Where are you playing? Where's that tournament? I... To be honest, my junior national team um, tournaments, we weren't always against the strongest opposition. So obviously we weren't in the top division with Canada, America. And then there was a division below. And I think we were in the division below that for the majority of my time playing junior hockey. 
yeah. at, at international level. So, you know, obviously 17 points in five games, that's, that's fabulous. But the level wasn't that great. It would have been nice to have been up a level. You know, if I'm up a level in, in, in the second tier, you know, and, and putting up those numbers, it could be a different story, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, you're right. No, I just, I found, because then, like you're saying, you don't get the time on the power play and everything, but then you, you at least get to do that with the under-20s, right? You're at least getting yeah. some time getting those reps in, but you're not going to get it playing pro. So, okay. Mm. Then you play a third year with the Devils, um, but then you sweat, or that's the first time you ever make the GB team. So that would have been a big deal, eh? Because you were still a world junior player, right? Um. Oh, um, the, the senior GB team. Yeah, you made like the men's team the same year you're in the World Juniors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can remember getting called up. Actually, I didn't make the initial I didn't make the initial roster, and then they must have had a couple of bodies go down. It was finals weekend here in Nottingham, and I we'd been knocked out, and I was in Hooters having some beers. <laughs> and uh Rick Strachan, who was the assistant coach of the national team, then said Hey, Mizey, you know, what are you doing next week? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just in university. He's like, ah, oh, you're not now. You're coming to Norway with us. <laughs> I was like, um, am I? He's like, yeah, you are. We'll send you the details. And next thing you know, I was on the plane to Norway. So. And you've been on the men's team ever since. <laughs> ever since, yeah. Well, dude, that's, that is wild stuff. And it's so fun watching to see where you guys have gone. Um, and it's, mm. to be honest, I say this all the time, but I think, hockey teams that are the closest people closest friends that care the most about each other the 2014-15 Cardiff Devils team GB and my under 11 AE team <laughs> that I coach now we're all like that I can see it as a group you play way above the level you really are because you care that much about each other right that's a hundred percent true with like our national team like you know take glass season for example in this covid world championships okay we didn't have all of the top nhl guys there who were potentially available in a regular um world championship season but there were still a ton of nhl guys a ton of khl guys meanwhile us british players we played 12 elite league series games before facing russia Yeah, and you, you did your old little bubble, right? And you played 12 games just with the Brits and like a handful of imports in the league. And then you jump right into the world championships against the big boys. Against Russia. Yeah, you know, you got Russia, Sweden, Switzerland, all these teams. Like the our sort of big battle match that tournament was against Belarus to, you know, potentially stay up, which we did do. Um, Belarus had a team full of KHL players who played a full season in the KHL. Well, and like I played against Belarus in the Continental Cup, and it was just a team from Belarus. I forget what they're called, but they were really, really, really good hockey players. And that was just in the Belarus league, right? Like those guys are playing for the national team. Those guys would have been really good. And you guys beat them, eh? Yeah, yeah, we beat them. Um, we, um, we, I think we were 4 1 up or something like that with a, three minutes to go and then they really pushed pushed back hard and they got it to three four four three but yeah we won that game and you know like you were saying do we have any right to win that hockey game yes we probably do but it's not necessarily about our 
ability. It's about our want and our will to win and our passion to do the right things and do the simple things and get pucks to the net and get bodies to the net and block shots, which I hate. But we <laughs> but did like, it. Well, who likes it other than Richie? But like when mm-hmm. when you look at the leaders on your team for TGB, you got Jotto, you got you, and you got Richie. And like you get those three guys leading a hockey team, your guys are all going to be doing the right things. <laughs> well, that, that is the truth. Like, uh, you know, you, John is the, um, I think he was, uh, he's, uh, he was, he was our oldest guy on the team, but, you know, always working hard in practice, always, you know, at the world championships in the gym. Um, when we were in the elite series, first in the gym, you know, oldest guy on the Sheffield team in the elite series, but he was first in the gym working out, making sure he was keeping his body in check. Other than his toes, right? Bad toes. Yeah, his toes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when you have uh, some younger guys and on the national team this year, we had some younger guys playing their first experience at the, you know, an unbelievably high level. They're going to um, watch guys like John and Richie and try and do the same things as they're doing. You know? Well, it's I think it's perfect for a kid like that Kirk coming up that he's learning how to be a pro from guys like you and how to be a teammate, right? Um, I think sometimes guys growing up in USA or Canada, some of the people that show them how to do it maybe are a little more selfish, a little more whatever than the Brits, like the Brits are the best teammates going. And uh, that's why everybody loves playing in the UK so much. It's because you get, those are the guys you're playing with and it's, it's fun, but you guys will also eat pucks for the team. You'll do anything for the team, right? That's just the way you guys are wired over there. Yeah. 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 We just, um, I think that's the thing with most hockey players, but yes, definitely on the national team, you know, we did over the last three or four years, we've done whatever it took to win. And we're at the top pool of, 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 uh, you know, the of hockey national team. Of yeah. Hockey, yeah. So. No, I, I still, still pushing for a movie, but we'll get a pod out there with you guys at training camp. Maybe then Disney this, will this, pick it up. Eh? <laughs> this should be a movie about the GB team. Like I know the, who would the, play the you top. Matthew uh, McConaughey. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Matthew, if you're out there watching, you can you can play me no problem. Yeah, you just gotta learn the accent. (laughs) Okay. So after your three years in Cardiff, you switched to Nottingham. Why that time? Well, no, the the plan was when I was, you know, those first three years, I was at college in Cardiff and then university. uh, Sorry, I was at um no, I must have been in college. Yeah, I was in college in Cardiff and I was planning to go to university. Um, the, the degree I was taking real estate management, I was picking universities, which had good real estate uh, courses. And I was picking them around cities that had teams either in the city or close by to the city so that I could hopefully try and join one of those teams. Uh, my uncle came to Nottingham and he loved it. And he said, if you can go to Trent, go to Trent because it's a sick university. It's a sick city. Do it. So that was my first choice. And I got in. And then I played for one year while I was in Nottingham University or Nottingham Trent University for Cardiff, traveling back with Hilly on the weekends to play games. Um, what was Hilly then, doing in Nottingham? He, he was studying um, criminology. He okay. was in his final year and I was in my first year. Um, and yeah, so we were traveling back, blah, blah, blah. And the plan was always kind of like, this isn't a long-term solution for university and hockey. And then that, that season, I was pretty, had a decent season, had a decent playoffs. And Goody, the equipment manager of Nottingham, came up to me in the rink at the finals weekend and said, look, the coach wants your number. 
can we grab it? I give him my number. And then that summer I signed in Nottingham, which was, you know, ideal. Way it wasn't easier. because it wasn't because I wanted to leave Cardiff. It was because I needed to really leave Cardiff to pursue my education. Right. And that makes total sense. So then that first year, um, it says you played 29 games, nine assists, but then playoffs, 10 games played, 10 points. So that's where you really start coming in your own, I would say, in the EIHL or what? Well, that's um, that's year I signed again I started on the bottom lines of course and not playing loads of minutes then we had a few Do you think that happens every that. year you're on a team every year I've seen you you start at the bottom line then you work your way up to the power play every year every year happens then, every then year. the coach says we don't need them then they see that nobody stands in front of the net and then they're like ah we need them <laughs> yeah that's 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 what's happened the last few years eh, wally oh you yeah. know the only thing because i don't watch the games and i know there's lots of fans listening and i don't want to ruffle any feathers or make any waves but i'm just curious how i haven't looked i have no clue but i i just wondering if someone's really standing in front of the goalie this year that's all i want to know but i'm sure people tell me they like to tell me all the stuff now so <laughs> um but yeah. Matthew would be in front of the goalie. I do know that. <clears throat> but Lordo did the same thing. I remember going through it. After our first season, and me and you had done well, Lordo was deciding, I guess, who was going to be on the third line with me. And um, he decided to go a different route. And like I said, 12 games in, I was like, we need a guy in front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know what? It, it happens in pro hockey. And I was telling you the truth. I was pissed. I didn't like the decision. I Which stole, time? Lord stole. or now? <laughs> <laughs> Lord hey. brought you back. But yeah, no, I know. It's touchy subjects. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But no, it is, it is a bit of a touchy subject. But, you know, I, when I came back to Nottingham that time, I thoroughly enjoyed my, my year. And, I, and and this year, I'm, you know, I, I'm... I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it being back in Nottingham now. And I wish we were playing a bit better as a team and playing a bit better individually, but you know, it's professional hockey at the end of the day. It sucks when teams that you want to be on don't want you, but Nottingham wanted me and I can't, you know, be in a better place because it's, it's great here. Right. And the other thing is, is it's not just hockey everywhere in the world is like, you want to be wanted and it sucks when you're not wanted, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's never a good feeling and like, that's yeah, but move it on. Um, I'm really deuce way to go, buddy. I think you was a great signing and I was, yeah. Anyways, moving on. So where are we? You go to Nottingham then for one, two, three, four, five years. The first time school wasn't five years though. No, but part of my education was to go into employment so once I'd finished university, I wasn't qualified. I had to then go into employment and do two more years and qualify. So I did that in Nottingham because I lined up a job during university, did my couple of years, qualified through the uh, APC and, did, you know, become a member of the RICS and all that rubbish. Um, Don't know and, anything about that rubbish, but yeah. Um, how, so who hires you when you're in school and being a hockey player that like you obviously couldn't work full time with for them? No, I did. This is this is really good. The company I work for, uh, King Sturge, I told them during the interview, luck I play hockey. I need to go practice uh, twice a week. I was only practicing twice a week then. Um, so they would give me two mornings off a week to practice. 
and then and I would make up those hours uh, by working longer hours on the other days, you know, <laughs> and then play on the weekends. You're a busy boy. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I did that, and I I loved I loved it. Uh, but the at the time, I mean, we it was 2008. Uh, about and the markets crashed, and the property market was on its knees, and I was at the bottom of the ladder, and it was just it wasn't uh, there wasn't that much fun. And I thought sod it. I'm going to see if I can go to the States. And I think you'll see on your diary there, it's the next season I went to the States maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically you stay there for the five years and then uh, you, your last season, you went 24, 25 points. Then you went 41 points and you, you go to the coast. Eh? So how does that happen? Yeah. Well, that was uh, another difficult route out there. But uh, again, you know, British guy, no agent. My wife, Nairi, acted like my agent and basically uh, emailed every team in the coast and in the central league. So you guys wanted it. You wanted to go over to North America and give her a... Yeah, why why not? Why not give it a go, you know? So, yeah, yeah, Nairi emailed a bunch of teams. There was maybe one or two that came back one that obviously I signed with Bakersfield uh, signed there and uh, landed in Bakersfield. The guy picked me up from the airport and he said, good luck making a team. I said, what do you mean? Good luck. I signed a deal. He's like, yeah, but we've just had 16 guys sent from Anaheim because we didn't have American league team. So they had 16 guys come from the NHL camp straight to the coast. And I was like, this could be a problem. The, the the coast contracts are like I, I don't know man I I know Andrew Lord's a GM in the coast now but like I would feel dirty being one of those guys like you give so many false false hope to so many players in the summer like they'll sign when I was supposed to go to Pensacola and I turned around and went to Germany apparently if I would have shown up to that training camp there was like 60 people there and then they hadn't even sent anybody down from the AHL yet and everybody thought they oh, were yeah. there that, that they were like on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I to be honest, when I when I was going out there, I knew guys were gonna be sent down and there was gonna be more guys than there was playing spots, and I knew there was gonna be a chance that I was gonna be in and out of the lineup. But that was part of the um you knew that part, of, part yeah. of the that was part of the challenge to go there and prove to myself and to the coach, whoever it was, that. I was good enough to be in the lineup and uh, regardless like you, of, like, like you do every season. Yeah. yeah. Regardless <laughs> of who gets sent down, then hopefully I'm going to have a spot, but that didn't quite work out in, in, uh, in Bakersfield for me. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was great weather. We could golf in December in shorts and t-shirts. And my experience overall was, you know, I, it was brilliant. I, I made some good friends out there who I'm still in contact with now. And uh, I got traded to the East Coast then uh, in, in Johnstown and loved that for different reasons. You know, played for the, the Chiefs. The, yeah, I played for the Chiefs where the film Slapshot was made. And, you know, I grew up watching Slapshot. So to be in the same, you know, I did a, uh, I did a bloody, you know, a fan promotion in the Aces, which is the film they go to in the, in the, the sorry, the, uh, the bar they go to in the film, you know. So cool. that, that was, that was crazy to me, you know, and, I started playing okay out there, to be honest. Then I, I got caught with a couple of injuries, concussion, torn uh, MCL or meniscus, something like that. And that place. Folks, he had a couple, he had a couple injuries and then he froze and go ahead. You're finishing. And we're back. Yeah, no, a couple, couple of injuries. And then 
you know, that, that was the end of the season. And as you know, in the North America, they can protect players from the roster and stop them from going elsewhere, blah, 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 which, which the GM did. But he was going, they, they moved the team to Greenville, where Lauder is now, actually. And, and Hendo's on this team, right? Yeah, Hen- Hen- Hendrix was in uh, was in Johnstown with me. We lived lived together. We lived next door to each other in, in Johnstown. <laughs> yeah. Have you had Hendo on yet? Yeah, yeah. He was like yeah. in the forties. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that happened. The the GM and coach they he protected me to go to Greenville. Um, but as you know, they don't sign guys in in North America till bloody June, July. You know, sometimes even August because it's so much later. And I was like. Jesus, like, I don't even know if I'm definitely going to get a contract. Even if I get a contract in the coast, does it really mean anything? Uh, I think I need to just secure a playing spot this season. And- well, and the thing is, in the UK, you start filling up with your Brits with, like, the money you have to spend on Brits. It's once it's gone, it's gone, right? It's gone. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, with again, with hindsight, and it's a wonderful thing, I wish I'd have gone to Greenville and played another year over in the States and tried this and that and the other. But, um but hey, it didn't. It did, that's but not, not but then uh, you also became the guy that's won the most trophies ever by going back. So, yeah, right? yeah, no. Like I say, I don't regret anything in my hockey playing career. It's been it's been wicked. Yeah, and that's I, why I'm still playing because I thoroughly enjoyed it every minute of it. Uh, I did too. Being a hockey player is a great time. Um, yeah, and it's great you're still doing it, man. Um, Okay, so then you do that, and then you're back to Nottingham for another three years. So it's Nottingham and not Cardiff after you go over to North America. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a house in Nottingham, so we came back. We settled back into the house, signed back with, uh, I think, Corey was the coach. I had a good few years. And then um, if that was the end of my time in Nottingham, we Nairi and I got married that year, and Nairi wanted to move back to Cardiff. So we were like, okay, let's do it. Let's head to Cardiff, and we'll try and get a job in Cardiff playing, which we did. Um, and then we had a couple of years in Cardiff, I believe. And then, then all this, te- then this this tennis started to happen. You know. <laughs> well, um, that one year though, when you first get back from the U.S., and I find this interesting, is your first year back, you get fifty-seven points. And like, isn't it interesting when you go over and you play like, you know, in North America, in the East coast as a Brit, the way you come back home, you just, you, you have more confidence, right? You, you show up at the rink and you're more confident in your abilities that you went over there and you did it. Right. Yeah. I definitely developed as a player and I was given more opportunity right from the start, you know? Yeah. Um, And that really makes a difference. It's very difficult, no matter what you say, if you, you know, if if I played with um, Joey Martin and Joey Haddad the whole year, there's a chance, there's a much better chance of me getting 60 points that year than there is if I start off on the fourth line playing six minutes a night, you know? Well, yeah, that's just the way it works, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, yeah, no I, and there are a couple guys, I guess, from your Nottingham time that I bring up is that uh, Lakowitz, he was a good player, eh? little skilled yeah. forward is he's still yeah, playing fast still playing he's in Guildford now um he's he's enjoying it down there he left not he's a Nottingham lad he left this summer to go to Guildford and you know he didn't really want to leave Nottingham because it's his home however it's probably best for him because he's now playing more minutes down in uh Guildford and really enjoying his life down there and um you know hockey's fun for him you know 
Well, when hockey's fun, it makes your life fun, right? No matter where hey, you're absolutely. from, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so anyways, then you guys won a grand slam while you're there. That must have been a fun year. Oh, yeah, that was that was crazy. We, we had such a good team that year. Um, it was you, you went to the rink every game day and you just never, ever felt like you were going to lose. You know, yeah, we only was... lost a handful of games that season. We were we were absolutely dominant and it was uh, it was good fun. Yeah, so folks from Canada or North America that don't know what that is, that's winning the league, the playoffs, and the Challenge Cup all the same year. You win all three. Call that the Grand Slam. And Patrick Gallivan was on that team. He went to Western Michigan with me. Yeah, Galli, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on that team. Okay, so then you go back to Cardiff. You guys move back home to Cardiff for 2013-14, which I heard was a dark year in Cardiff history, right? Yeah, that was a tough year for the team. Um, you know, the owner had done as much as he could with the club and then it wasn't really working any longer. And they always really struggled with budget and blah, 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 blah. And uh, one thing and another happened, you know, like they started to get rid of guys, which was really disappointing for me. Like I moved back to play with some of my best mates, um, you know, Phil Hill, Franny, my brother. Never played with my brother before thought this is going to be great I'm going to play the remaining years of my career with Joseph you know six months into the season they all get fired uh, for whatever reason the coach was fired gee um, you know it was it was a disastrous year and uh, it wasn't uh, that wasn't much fun at all no no um, but then the next yeah. year is uh, when we meet and uh, Todd and the Calgary fellas yeah. take over and then you guys run amok then for what you were there what four years then no because you're there one year and then you aren't you you aren't asked back we talked about that um and then you go to nottingham for a year and then you're back for four years and then you run amok again right yeah yeah that's right yeah so i bounced around a little bit then i uh, came back to cardiff uh, was in cardiff for like yeah you say four years and we we were good we we you know we were a team that was every night you know setting the standards really high and um, winning a lot of hockey games. We won a lot of trophies and the ones we didn't win, we were probably losing in the finals or the last uh, couple of games of the season. And, you know, we, we were really solid, really good, really tight. They kept the majority of the group together for a long time. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was, that was some good hockey we played there. Uh, I, the core that you guys had that, that you guys would have been having so much fun being hockey players all those years and winning and being good. That would have been fun. So then uh, I guess the only thing I got left for today, because we're both busy folks, is were you not supposed to have a testimonial before all this crap? Yeah. Well, for a team you were playing for at the time. <laughs> yeah, for a team I was playing. So basically I was obviously in Cardiff and I got my testimonial um then that season got shut down like it did for everyone everywhere and of course that kind of uh put a huge uh banana skin on the testimonial but i mean to be honest that was the least of everybody's concerns my concerns there was a lot worse things going on in the world than me losing a testimonial so yeah that got delayed delayed then obviously i'm not back in cardiff but todd has said i can still do my testimonial which i'm going to do um, I'm hoping to get a date set in uh, the end of the season. Uh, obviously, it's pretty difficult to do it right now while I'm playing in a different location. 
Um, so how so do testimonials I'm, usually work as you're always playing for that team when it happens or I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Nine times out. Well, 10 times out of 10, you get a testimonial with the team you're playing for on your 10th um, season. I'm going to set another record of being probably the only player ever to have a testimonial for a team. He's not playing for. Yeah. Uh, I, so, uh, uh, that's fine. It's not, it wasn't yeah. your fault, right? <laughs> uh, it's another, another good record. So, uh, yeah. So look, my wife and I are putting some plans together. We're going to try and get something done. Um, most likely after the world championships, I need to sit down with Todd and get a date in the diary and hopefully make the best of, um, you know, what's been a crazy two and a half, three years for everybody, you know? Oh, it sure has. Ho- ho- hopefully I can, you know, go on skates, you know, on my, you know, where I grew well, not exactly where I grew up, but my home city play for, you know, the home fans for one last time, even if it is just a testimonial game, you know? No, absolutely. Um, for sure. And, uh, it would be great to see you deserve it. All the trophies you've won, everything you've done there and Nottingham, right? Um, how many yep. years you played for them now? 10 years. <laughs> really? So is a yeah. double testimonial thing. Can you do that's, two? That's what pigs you said. Uh, again, if I did two, I'd be the only player probably. <laughs> to <do> two. <laughs> well, we should we'll probably see. make just, it happen. I just want to get through this season. Hopefully we win some stuff here and, uh, you know, me and Deuce, uh, we'll sit down at the end of the season, assess what's going on and see, see, you know, see if we can uh, make something happen for the following year. As long as I'm still fit and healthy and enjoying it and, you know, I can be effective out there. I want to keep playing. So when it's it's great that you can do your job, your wife can do her job. Um, you, you like, that's, the world we live in now is like um but that's awesome that you guys can continue to do that you get to keep being a hockey player and man the career you've put together that you can be a double testimonial it 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 puts into words what not words gosh i'm trying to put them into words but like that you're that good of a teammate that good of a player that you do whatever it takes to win you have the most trophies ever and you can have a testimonial two different teams and it's because those two teams keep wanting you back and uh like, I don't know, like I said before, maybe it isn't even Nottingham that's asking you back next year, right? Like, you never do we'll know, see. but no, like, you never know. The, the career you've put together is very impressive, and I'm proud of you, and I uh, can't wait for our GB uh, pod. Yeah, that'll, that'll fellas. be sick. Yeah, that'll be really that'll fun. Be really good. Okay. Really, really good fun. And this has been another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Mizey and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, it's time to go fast.